Thanks unto the Lord for His good, for His mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He hath redeemed from, from the hand of the enemy. And then dropping on down to verses 8 and 9, it says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. For He satisfied the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. We're so blessed and have so much to be thankful for. God is thankful to us. We're going to give you thanks right now. Look to page 170. This all standing with you.
look at page 7-9. 7-9. We gather together to ask the Lord for us. something you like to share, I'll just give you an opportunity if you like to share something how the Lord's blessed you. When you started singing that song, um, I had a vision of a little school running right over here at Susan. And uh, Miss Jackson taught us that song in the first grade. And I didn't learn that at the church house. I learned that at the school house. Mm -hmm. Where we come to it's sad to me that you can't even say the name of God in some places. Now, not around here. I, I could talk about God in Lovesport High School and nobody said a word, but there are places in this country that you can't even utter the name of God in the schoolhouse. No wonder we've got such terrible things going on. Suicide on everything. And just looking for something and they don't know where to find it. We know where to find it. I'm just thankful that, that God has blessed us the way He has, especially in this little county. Um, we still can, can praise the name of God, and I'm thankful for that. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Anyone else like the like something you like to share? Yes, sister. May I share a song that I'm sure can. It's really just, I love this song, and it's just. Right now, what we're going through in our country and the world, I mean, we're just keeping our eyes on Jesus. It's the main yes. thing. Amen. Come on. God's blessing. Help her more. Mind the Lord, church. reminded me when I was doing my devotion of the day. He said, Maggie, I've never lost a battle. Uh, amen. God bless I've you. I've never lost a single battle. And that just encouraged my heart so much to just know that no matter what we're going through here, our God has never lost a single battle. How amazing is that? Because it's all we're here now. Battle here, war here, this here, this here. And I don't know how 
It's just like the Holy Spirit just leaped through my, my heart and said, yep. And we are going to see him face to face, and the enemy wants to distract us from everything but seeing Jesus. We're so close. We're seeing his prophecies be fulfilled. Sure. We know that the time is coming, and, and it's time just for our lost family members for us to pray for them with passion and to just share Jesus wherever we go. <coughs> and if, if you share the Lord with somebody and they're just like, eh, hey, y'all don't hear about that, just go ahead and do it anyway. Amen. You may be a seed planter. Somebody else will come along and water. Somebody else will come along and reap. We just can't stop sharing because time is drawing close. Yes, that's And y'all just pray for me because my throat is <laughs>
God bless you. Thank you. Brother Wayne, uh, with you and Bo and Vanessa, sing Beautiful Land. It's on page 776. Uh, we will give it a shot. <laughs> bless the Lord. This was Roger's favorite song. It sure was. And he wanted Wayne to sing it at his
you got your Bibles, like to turn with us to be found in the book of St. Matthew in the 7th chapter. The 7th chapter of St. Matthew. Uh, sure is good to be back at Liberty Hill again. A lot of familiar faces here. Uh, same spirit too, and I appreciate that. Appreciate everything that's been said or done thus far in the service. Uh, really appreciate Sunday school. Appreciate Brother Michael. Well, they brought out and uh, he told me Tuesday night what Sunday school lesson going to be. I'm going to never get to look at it. And, um, and then I guess I'm kind of glad that I didn't because uh, boy, it just really lined up with this. And I guess the Lord just opened it all up during Sunday school. And I'm not sure I'm glad he did. Really don't know exactly everything that I'll do on it, but um, I just want to be mindful of his spirit. We will be pleasing with him. Uh, just as Brother Steve said, and I guess I say this every time, but. Uh, I don't ever know what anybody needs in their life. I don't know if you might be lost and undone, might be saved, might be walking afar off from it, or might be right at the foot of the cross. I don't know. That's between you and the Lord. But there's always something that we can take out of a service, out of a message, out of a lesson of any kind. And I hope and trust that uh, that, I, uh, that you could find something in it that could help you along the way. Uh, that's what we all need in our life. I know I sure need it. And I appreciate the Lord showing us some things in this scripture in our own life this week. 7th chapter of the book of St. Matthew, very familiar scripture. We'll start reading in the 7th verse and uh, just read a few verses down. The Bible says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. For what man is there of you whom, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? And I appreciate your attention for the reading. That's as far as I feel led to go. And uh, like I said, I don't really know exactly everything I'll say on it, but I thought about that ninth verse a whole lot, I guess, throughout the week. And um, I, I guess it was maybe Monday or so whenever the Lord brought these scriptures to our heart. But he said, Or what man is there of you whom, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? And you can go over into the 11th verse, and he kind of summed it up. And he said, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? And I thought a lot about these scriptures this week and thought about my life and 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 i thought about my spiritual walk you know there's a lot of times whenever if i just ask him a lot of things i could get a lot more out of my spiritual walk if i just ask him about it you know it don't bother me a bit if i really wanted something when i was a kid it didn't bother me a bit to go up to mom or daddy and ask him for it didn't mean i was always going to get it but i sure would ask for it and you know a lot of times in our spiritual life we just don't do that right. we just settle for the things that we don't have and we just get accustomed to what we don't have instead of asking and really what we want. Now, it don't bother me naturally to ask for anything, but in my spiritual life, it just seems like I'll settle on just getting by instead of just truly asking Him, Lord, would you just please help me? Lord, I really want to see your face. I really want to see your glory. I thought about this. You go back in the book of Exodus, and I guess I didn't even really see it until just a few minutes ago before we got up, but you go back in the book of Exodus, and you find the story where Moses and the children of Israel were journeying through the wilderness. Finally, the Lord had come to him and he said, This is it. I'm done. All y'all done is griped and complained and grumbled and groaned everywhere you've went. And it seems like you can't ever be satisfied with what I've done when the whole time you're headed to the promised land and you can't even be happy with that. When you got to the promised land, you griped and complained and said, Yeah, it certainly is the land that flows with milk and honey. But there's giants in the land and we'll yeah. not be able to take them. Just settling for just where they were at and didn't want to go and fight for what God had rightfully given them and didn't want to fight and work and hard, do what was right. But you find over there, we're finally the Lord said, I'm done with the people. They can go on. I'll send an angel and take, carry them over through, but I'm not going with them. And Moses yet one more time interceded with the people there. And he said, Lord, if you're not going, then I'm not going. And I'm not going to go if you're not there. And he finally said, well, I'll just go with you. And I'm just paraphrasing in my own words. But you find after that where he said, this is just the that I've always said it, but he said, well, Lord, while I've got you here, while I'm talking with you, Lord, would you just show me your glory? He didn't just want to settle for just hearing it one time, but he said, Lord, would you show me your glory? And 
he said? He said, there's a place by me. He said, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. And he said, and then I'll come back and I'll put you in the cleft of the rock and I'll take my face or my hand and I'll cover your face. And then when I pass by, I'll remove my hand and I'll let you see my hinder parts. Because man can't, he said, no man has ever seen my face and lived. But he said, that's what I'm going to do. I'll let you see my hinder parts. He asked for something from God. And guess what he got? In the midst of the wilderness, in the midst of the people turning away from him, and in the midst of nothing but sin and sorrow all around him, he said, Lord, let me see your glory. And he got to see just exactly what he asked for. He said, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. And knock, and it shall be opened unto you. It's about time that we just started asking God for some things and seeing if God won't truly give us our heart's desire. He said that He would give us the sincere desires of our heart, did He not? And ain't it time that we started looking above as the psalmist wrote. He said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made the heavens and the earth. Hey, I'm glad he wrote that in the midst of a valley. I don't know how many times you've looked from a mountaintop and looked up, but he was down in the valley and he realized where his strength and help come from. And he decided, I don't want to stay here, but I'm going to look up. Amen. He said in the scripture that I read, he said, oh, what man is there of you whom if his son asked bread, will he give him a stone? What was he saying there? He said, how many times have you ever went up to your father and asked him for something? And out of spite, he just gave you whatever he wanted to. No, but the father loves the son. And the son, the father will do his very best to give his son what he truly wants and desires. And hey, I'm glad in this life and that speaking, that ain't always been able to give me everything that I truly wanted. He's always given me everything that I needed. There's a lot of things that I just had to settle with, that I just didn't get everything that I wanted. But I'm glad that we serve an almighty God whose storehouse is always full. And if we will truly seek after those things that are above, God will give them to us if we just have for it. He said how much more? He said look around those fathers that are evil. He said how much more would your father give you? How much more would God give you if you truly would ask for it? We find in the Sunday school lesson the apostle Paul when he was writing to those through the Roman church he said for I reckon that the sufferings of this world are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. He said it's all worth it. He said that he looked and he saw and God gave him what he asked for. Amen. You say how in the world can you come up with that? You can find over in the book of Acts when he was shipwrecked one time. Headed to Rome was he not? He was shipwrecked and God took care of him because he told him. He said that the angel of the God stood by this very night and said your work's not done here you've got something more and I'm going to spare you if you'll stay with the ship and everybody stays on board it doesn't matter the ship got them just as far as it needed to thank God but he went on and we found over there where God preserved his life put him in a prison house under house arrest over there put him in and locked up you say how in the world could God be in that? He wanted to work for God no matter where Paul was at. He said, For I have found that whatsoever state I am in, there went to be content. Boy, you talk about some bold words for Paul to say. But he lived it. Everything in his life, he lived it for God. And no matter where he was at, he was willing. No matter what it was, 
to find God in every situation. Amen. So you find over there in the very last chapter, the very last part of the book of Acts, where I believe it was some two and a half years or so, that Paul was over there under house arrest. Yeah. And you know what he done? He preached to every yeah. one of them that come by. Yeah. He wrote letters. He did all of that. Yeah. You say, why in the world would God put somebody under house arrest for me and for you? You think about the prison letters that he wrote. God put him over there and made him comfortable so that he can work for you and for me. All these years later, we're still reading those prison letters and getting strength from them. He said, if you'd ask for, for bread, would he give you a soul? No. God will give you just exactly what you need in your life. That bread would sustain. That's what they needed. That's what God will give you. There's a lot of Things in life that I don't understand, I ain't got a clue about. I don't understand why we go through the things that we do, Brother Bo, I don't. But I can tell you this, if you want to look down, talked about the minor and the major keys. Everything can be changed just by taking it out of a minor and putting it into a major, and it'll all work the same. And it's got a completely different sound, sure. completely different outlook. If you want to have your head stuck in the sand and think about how, how terrible life's been and how bad God's been, did he not say if a man asks for, for bread, would he give him a stone? No, but he'll give you what you need in your life. He'll give you the sustenance that you need. Everything that God, lo God loves his people. He loves you just as much as he did Paul or Abraham or anybody else of the heroes of faith that we want to talk about. He loves you just as much and he loves me just as much and he'll give you the sincere desires of your heart. You think about all that those that have went through this life before us blazing out the trails so that we can still be here serving an almighty God and worshiping him in spirit and in truth. They went through some hard times. And hey, I'm here to tell you, we'll do the very same. But when you look up and quit looking around at the ground and remember who God is and where he's at, he's still sitting at the right hand of the throne of God, making intercession for you and I. And he loves his people and he wants to help you along. Amen. He certainly does. He's made me, he's got me through some storms, and he's got you through some storms too. There's a Shunammite woman in the book of 2 Kings that I thought about this morning as we were sitting here. You think about that Shunammite woman. Bible said that the man of God, Elisha, would come by often. Every time that he would come by, she took note of him. She went to her husband one day. She said, Behold, now I perceive that this is an holy man of God. And I, hey, how about this? Why don't we just go ahead and make him a little room over here and a little chamber on the side of the house so that when he comes by, he'll have somewhere that he can go. And all we're going to put in it is a bed and a table and a candlestick and a chair. That's all we're going to put in. Just exactly what he needs. And that's what we're going to do. And the Bible said that they done that. And when Elijah come by every time after that, he would stop by and stay with them a while. And at about time, that would just make a little more room for God so that he can come by and so that he can dwell with his people and be there. Hey, I thought about this. That Shunammite woman. Bible don't ever speak exactly of it. If she had, I reckon she never had any children before then. And she was just content with where she was at. But Elisha sent his servant over there. And the Bible said that she, he looked and she said, what do you want? And she said, hey, I'm fine. I've got everything that I need. You don't worry about me. And old Elisha's servant came back to him and told him, they don't have a child. They'd love to have a child. 
She was just as content with where God had put her. But God saw Lord out of her and give that servant the wisdom that he needed. And the Bible said that Elisha told her, said such and such time, thou shalt have a son. And the Bible said that at that time she had a son. Everything that she was looking for or everything that she wanted, she all of a sudden got. But you find later on through process of time that they were out in the fields and the little lad run over to his daddy and said, my head, my head. And he went. And the Bible said that they took him over to his mother and laid him down on her lap. And the Bible said that she, that he died right there. And you know what? That sir, that Shunammite woman, you know what she done? She didn't lose her cool. She didn't get in a panic. But she knew right where to take that yes. child. That child was a miracle. And she knew a miracle worker. So what she do? She went to go to the man of God one more time to see if she could get a miracle work. Ain't it about time that you went to the right place to get a miracle work that you need in your life? Hey, I got good news for you. He's still in the miracle business. And if you need help in your life, why don't you just ask him for it? That Shunammite woman ran over there, told her, told that servant, said, you go, don't let anybody stop you. Then she turned around and went. And the Bible said that Elisha saw her coming and said, is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? And is it well with thy child? You know what she responded with? Now you think about this. Now where did she take the son? I left that part out. She took her son right over to that house that she'd made for the man of God, for Elisha. She took him and laid him down right on the man of God's bed. And she went and she sought to get some help. When she got there and Elisha asked her if everything was well with her and her family, what she saying, knowing her son was down there dead, as lifeless as lifeless could be. What she said? She said, it is well. Ain't it about time that we started realizing if, it, if you ask for bread, he's not going to give you a stone, but he'll give you everything that you seek in your life. Amen. Amen. She told him everything. Said, now don't you lie to me. Said, you give me that son. And now here he is dead. I need some help. I need some help. So Elisha goes over there. We find where he stretched himself on the child seven times. Bible said that he breathed, he sneezed seven times. And he come up and he was just as live as he was before. It was a miracle in itself of what had happened. <coughs> he still got the same power today. He certainly does. He said, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask Him? Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and it shall find. He said, Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. Him that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it is open. This is a simple way, and it's a good way. It certainly is. Oh, Paul was just content with right where he was at. He sought the Lord in everything that he done. There's another one you can go to. Oh, John, all the way in the book of Revelation. That apostle. Boy, you talk about a great man of God, was he not? But you find over there in the very first chapter where he said, I, John, was on the aisle that is called Patmos for the Word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now you can look at it any way that you want to. I guess you can look at it in a minor key or either a chord or you can look at it in a major. But I don't know how much you've studied on the Isle of Patmos, but I always
Everybody's just thought it would be where they just took some money and marooned them out there by themselves and left them all alone. But it was a slave place. It was an old mine that they'd go to and just bust rocks the rest of their lives. And they took all the murders, all the thieves over there, and they put them on that island, never to be remembered again. Leave them over there the rest of their life. And you find where the apostle John was put on that Isle of Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's what they locked him up for. But that's why God had placed him on that rock. Because there were some over there that might not have ever heard the word of God before. Oh, John asked for some strength and some wisdom. And that's exactly what he got all the way down on the Isle of Patmos. Left alone. Thought to be never have to be worried about again. And God had him right where he wanted it. Amen. Because it was over there. The Bible said I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Who in the world? You think he's having church over there? That he's able to break away from in the middle on Sunday? Go over there and go to meeting for a while? No, he's busting rocks seven days a week. Yeah. Daylight to dark, can to can. Just nothing but a bunch of thieves and robbers and murderers. Yet John was still looking for the Lord. He knew when the Lord's day was. And he knew how to still get in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Cast away and cast aside. But God knew right where he was at. And God knows right where you're at. Look up to him and ask him for help and ask him for strength and see if God can give it to you. Amen. Because he certainly can. John saw that great vision that we love to read about. Yes. Saw that great vision all the way over there on the Isle of Patmos. And you know what? He got off that island. Didn't want ever anybody get off that island. But he got off that island because God had more for him. God had something better for him. He said, you're going to live a good life. You're going to live a good, strong life. It made it didn't come without hardships. He had a lot of them. Paul had a lot of them. Every one of the apostles and the disciples did. They had hard times. But you know what? And I've heard this all my life, I guess. I've always heard people say, all the older people say, it's a glorious hard road. It certainly is, but we ain't got nothing compared to what they have. Yes, we don't have nothing compared to That's right, bro. History will tell you, John was boiled in oil before he yeah. got on Isle of Patmos. And God preserved his life because it wasn't done with him yet. Right. There's a lot of things that I don't know about. A lot of things that I've went through. I ain't went through nearly as much as anybody else. There's been things that I've went through and I don't understand them. I don't know all about them, but I do know this. I asked the Lord for help and for strength when I was a seven-year-old boy. I asked the Lord to save me as a seven-year-old boy. And he said that he's kept every one. He said that they'll not be able to pluck them out of my hand. He said, I've kept that. Bible said, I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that that I've committed unto him against that day. I'm persuaded of some things in my life. You know why? Because he's proved himself in my life. And he has in your life. He certainly has. You look back at your life at some storms that you went through. Some trials that you went through. It don't matter how big or how small they are. It don't. Because he's the same God for the big ones as he is the small ones. There's a lot of small skirmishes that we've had to fight. And God's still been with us through every one of them. Ask him and see if God not, will not give you that bread that you're seeking for. He certainly will. He'll do what he said. And he, the Bible said that he would go with us through the sixth trial. And he would not forsake us in the seventh. Go with him all the way. Because God will go with you. Amen. Even Job, when he went through the roughest day ever been recorded, Job went through every bit of that. Then after that, we found all the different prayers, all the times when his friends that he thought were great friends just was blasting him. What in the world have you done to her? Even his own wife said, why don't you just curse God and die? Just be a whole lot better off. He said, I'll not lose my integrity. I'm not cursing God. I've stayed with him all the way. Didn't say that he was, that he was perfect. Didn't say that he didn't have faults. Every one of us does, but he had a perfect heart. He sought after God in everything that he does. Even had him a case of the poor pitiful knees. And God reminded him real quick towards the end of it. Said, where were you when I created this world? Where were you when I've done all of this work? Where were you?
Shadrach, he spoke the world into existence. No matter what the storms come in your life, he's got the answer and the remedy for it all. If you just rely on him. Amen. In the very end of it, what did it say about Job's life? It said that he got twice as much in the end as he had in the beginning. All those children that were gone, they all got restored. They all got brought back. They all had seven more again, just exactly as it was before. Had twice as much, because he never lost his integrity. Because he went with him through the storm. God went with him too. He'll do the same for you. He certainly will. He said, what man would ask? If his son asked for bread, would he give him a stone? Or if he asked for fish, would he give him a serpent? No, no, they wouldn't. No, neither would you. Any of you that have children, you'd do anything in the world that you could for them. And we are the sons of God. Join heirs with him. We're join heirs with Christ. You think about that a minute. Boy, it's deep. It's deep to think about how much. The, there's a song that says, How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure. Boy, you could think about it for days and weeks and continue to think about it and you'd not scratch the surface to how much He loves His people. How much that He cares for His people. He loves you and He loves me and He wants the very best for you and for me. We've just got to seek His will in our life and see if God can't give you what you're looking for. You might be going through a storm and through a trial. And you might not understand every bit of it. I certainly don't. But I do know this, that he's right there waiting on you to call out for him Amen. for help and for strength in your life. Amen. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But a like how it sparks off in the next verse. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Boy, ain't you glad that you ain't what you used to be? Ain't you glad that you got something to look forward to? Ain't you glad? Don't look at the world in just a negative state. Don't look at the life that you've got in such a negative state. But be reminded of who you are. Be reminded that He has changed you and transformed you out of this darkness and into His marvelous life. He's a good God and He wants the best for His people. The storms that we go through a lot of times the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust black. It certainly does. The storms that we go through a lot of times on my own accord it's because of me. Because of the wrong that I've done in my life. But it's because of sin. We'll have to deal with sin all the way through this life. We certainly will. But we don't have to do it alone. We don't have to go through it alone. If you want help, just ask for it. If you want to seek God and you want God in your life, ask Him to be with sure. you. Ask Him when you get up in the morning to go with you through the day and see if you want. Ask Him for it and see if God won't help you. Brother Chris, there's a lot of things that you've been faced with. There's a lot of things in your life and in your job that you've had to face and deal that you didn't know all the answers to because it's been the same way in my life. And you know what? You're just a prayer away from getting the right answers. You might not have understood it, but God give you the peace that you needed. See, that's a, a lot of times we'll look for answers and God will give us peace and we'll not accept that as an answer. A lot of times we've got to know exactly what's going on and exactly why this happened or why that happened. He ain't going to give us that every time, but He will give us a peace that passeth all understanding. He will give us joy unspeakable and full of glory. Paul didn't know everything about the reason why he was putting under house arrest, why he had to go through the things that he went through, why he was told, why he was beat. But he said, no matter what happened, I'm going to be content with where and why God put me there. I don't know all the answers, but I know the one that does. Sure. And I'm going to continue to serve him. That's what Paul asked for. And you know what he got? 
along the way. And look at all the help that he's been for us. There's a lot of storms that we go through, not just because of us, but because of others down the road. Because of others and what they'll go through. And you can say, you know what? I've been through that. And I know exactly what God done for me. And here's a little bit of life. I've said this a lot of times. We're supposed to have the fruit of the Spirit, are we not? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, temperance, meekness. All the, all the fruit of the Spirit. That's plural. That's a plural form. We're supposed to have a whole lot of that. And it ain't just for us. It's for those that are around us. You ever saw an apple tree eat an apple? Ain't ever saw it. And I've got off that apple tree. I went and plucked off a few apples and ate from them and got some joy when I was eating them. Well, it's just good. It was just good to get it. Sometimes you just look at something and just, man, I'd like to have that. I need that. That's the same way that the world looks at you every day. Same way that, it looks at, that they look at me every day. They might say that they don't need God, but they've got a longing for God the same way that I did when I was lost and undone. Sure. They need help along the way. And when we shine our light in front of them, that's what we're called to do. Every one of us has got a light. It don't matter if you've got an office in the church. It don't matter if you're a deacon or a preacher or a pastor. That don't matter. You've still got a job and you've still got a role and you can be a help to somebody. Yeah. You certainly can. Ask the Lord for it. Sure. Ask the Lord to let you be a help to somebody and see if God won't put somebody in your life that you can be a help to. Because yes. He's done it for you and He's done it for me. You think about that. The next time that God gives you something to say to somebody, you get embarrassed about it, you start backtracking. How, how in the world do you think I'm going to do that? Because I've done it a whole lot in my life and I'm embarrassed about that. Yeah, but you know what? I can't do nothing about the times before. But I can do that about what comes up ahead. Right. I can do something about the next time that it happens. And I can say, Lord, I've learned from that lesson. I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to trust you with it. Because you never know what kind of help you can be to somebody else. You never know the storm that they might be going through. And just a smile, just a, just a saying hi, just something as simple as that can change somebody's outlook and take it from a minor and put it to a major. You can do that. And I can do that. And it's not the because of us, but it's because of Christ through us. Yes. That's where our strength comes from. Bible said that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Because it's not because of us. We don't do this because of us. But we do it because of Him and because of what He done to us. And because He took us from where we were at in that eternal condemnation. Took us out and the Bible even says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. That's how much He changed you. Hey, I've had some, I've had some conviction in my life, but I've never had to face that again. That condemnation has been forever gone. Been changed. And he's, He can do the same for you. He can do the same for a lost and dying world. That's why we're here. So that they can have the same thing that we've got. I don't know what you came looking for today, but I know this. Ask him for bread and see if he won't give it to you. He certainly will. No matter what it is in your life, you truly seek after his desires. You look to him. God will give you just exactly what you need in your life. He's given me a lot of wants too. He certainly has. He's blessed me and he's blessed you. And we ought to live our life for him. While we stand to our feet, come with a verse of invitation. That's as far as I feel led to go. Bless Lord. What about you? Do you need some strength for the journey? Because it's right here and it's available to sure. you today. Man. Five ninety more.
reading between the lines a little bit that uh, story that she got one. But the Bible said, ask and it shall be given unto you. She wanted more of God in her life. I believe that. Don't exactly say it that way. But there was a reason why she wanted to make that house for that man of God. She doesn't realize that every time he comes by, there's just something different about him. She said, I perceive that he's an older man of God. There's something different about her life. And she wanted more of that. But she didn't know everything that was going to transpire in her life. Yet God gave her that desire. She could ask for anything. She could ask for anything. What's all in the in his life, but he asked for wisdom and God gives it to him and give him all that other But she said, let's make for him a little room so that he can stay here a little longer and we can get, get a little better acquainted with the man of God. And she didn't have any idea of the storm that was coming in her life. She didn't know she was going to have a son in the first part. Got that miracle only by God. Then turned around and the son got died. Didn't even get to enjoy him all that all that long. He was gone. But yet she knew that she had a place. She could go talk to the man of God. Get the man of God to come and help. She didn't have a clue about that all those years back. But God had watched her. God had took care of her. He looked down the road and he knew everything that was going on. She could have just said, hey, how about we just make supper for him when he comes by? So he can just come by and then he can go somewhere else that, after, that night. She could have done anything. She wanted a place where he could stay. And she had no idea that she was going to need that chamber all those years before. She did. There's been a lot of storms coming up in your life that you had no idea was coming. But you could draw strength back from all those years ago. All those different times that God had preserved that. He'll bring them back to you. Sure. For strength. Those stakes that you drove up. Whenever the devil seems to have got you on a mudslide, you're just sliding down. There's nothing he can do about it. Y'all seen it? Y'all been there? When you tried to go down a hill, you just hit a slick spot. When you start going, that's it. It's like a snowball effect. That's what it is. You start sliding. But because we drove up stakes in our life, all those times that God's helped us, you ain't got to go all the way back to ground zero. You can grab a hold of them. Yes. Sometimes you just slow it down on the first time or the second time. But you can get a hold of it. For God, ask for Him for help and see if God won't give it to you. Don't know what storm you might be going through in your life. Start reaching for Him. In what time I am afraid, lead me to that rock that is higher than I. Thou hast been sheltered from me. Lead me to that rock that is higher than I. We've got a rock. Did Moses not say? What did he tell Moses? He said that thou shalt stand upon the rock. We'll always talk about how that God put him in the cleft of the rock. Moses had to get to the rock before he ever got put in the cleft of it. We'll get back on the rock and we'll stand on the rock. God will put us where we need to be. Amen. Ask him and see. Moses in the middle of the wilderness got to see God's glory. Sure. There's been a lot of times that I didn't. Because I didn't ask for it. Why don't you ask for it? Why don't we sing another verse? <laughs> 